Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderveld, your host today. Our guest today is Mary Kerber. Mary is a highly motivated, experienced and gifted educator. She has a wealth of knowledge and 34 years of combined special needs teaching and school leadership experience. Mary has a passion for teaching and especially in the area of special needs and learning difficulties. She's the founder of the Hills Learning Centre and she's a current professional member of Spelled New South Wales, Learning Difficulties Australia. She's a committee member of the Learning Difficulties Coalition and an associate member of the Independent Primary School Heads of Australia. Welcome Mary. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Mary, um, your, your area of expertise and your, um, and obviously your, your loads of professional experience that you've had teaching children, um, what do parents need to know about NAPLAN? Well, look, first of all, I think parents have to understand that um, NAPLAN is a national assessment program um, in literacy and numeracy. It is run right across the nation, across four domains, reading and comprehension, writing, language conventions, which includes spelling, grammar and punctuation, and of course, numeracy. Um, Look, all the tests are based on skills that students are currently learning in their regular school curriculum. Um, For more information, parents could visit the ACARA website, which is NAP. .edu.au. It actually is a very good website, has a lot of information for parents, and I really recommend that parents take some time to read through to make themselves a little bit more familiar with some of the protocols of NAPLAN and what it includes. On the website as well, there's a great brochure for parents. Um, There is also some sample test papers that parents can use if they want to help with preparation for the tests coming up. And it also includes a really good document uh, about the national protocols for administration, which includes the adjustments for students with disabilities. And it really is a must read for all parents who have children with some kind of special needs. Parents also have to understand that the NAP plan is really just a snapshot of a child's learning at one particular time. It's not a pass or fail kind of test or assessment. It really is a measure of what the kids know after they have been um, learning their general curriculum. And it gives feedback to the school and the staff about how effective their teaching is so they can then make adjustments according to the results that have come through. So it really is a diagnostic tool and that's what we don't, I think we lose focus on that when it comes to, you know, some of the stuff that goes on in the media and uh, the reporting that happens and the way it's being used outside of the classroom. We, we, I think we've perhaps lost sight that it is actually a, that diagnostic tool for, for parents and for teachers. Absolutely. And I think parents do need to keep that in focus as well. It is really not a criticism of schools or students at all. It really is a diagnostic assessment to allow teachers and schools to make those adjustments that they need to improve on techniques and on the way they're actually teaching and to show them exactly where the children are and what they can actually do to improve the learning. That's great, Mary. So if I do have a child with, uh, with learning support needs, um, how does NAPLAN work 
for those for, for that child and, and, and what sort of adjustments are available and and really what can I as a parent expect what's reasonable to expect the school to do um, in terms of mm. adjustments for, for my child of course look every child who sits the nap plan will receive a similar paper it is based um, on regular accommodations that a student may be currently receiving if they have a disability or a learning need. And NAPLAN adjustments are made accordingly with the kind of disability and the learning difficulty that a child has. Now, who is eligible for those adjustments? Definitely children who have um, a form of disability, diagnosed or look even undiagnosed. It could be um, that they have uh, a, a difficulty with um, with handwriting, um, and if they're receiving current support in class, they will be able to be eligible to receive an adjustment during the NAP plan itself. If a child has even received a recent injury like a broken arm which prevents them from writing during the exams, well, that child also is eligible to receive um, some assistance. Now, it has to be remembered too that um, students with autism and ADHD, um, intellectual and physical impairments, of course, will also be eligible to receive some form of adjustment. The adjustments are there to allow these students with difficulties and disabilities to access the papers like any other student would be able to. So really, if a child is disadvantaged because of their, their special needs, well, then the adjustments need to be made so their access to the papers and to the questions are on an equal basis to the rest of their, their peers. There are a number of adjustments available. There's assistive, assistive technology, there's a reader, a scribe, extra time and rest breaks. Guidelines for each of these adjustments are very clearly indicated in the National Protocols document in, on the NAP, NAPLAN website. So again, that's nap.edu.au. And I really recommend parents have a really good read of that because it gives them some information that they would then need to actually use in conversation with their school when they are discussing the adjustments. Now, it's quite reasonable for parents to request some adjustments for their child during the NAPLAN exams. I firstly recommend that the parents make a time to meet with the school principal or their learning support and to discuss what current accommodations are in place for their child and how these adjustments can be used during the NAPLAN test themselves. So Mary, um, this is obviously, you would be doing this a week before the tests that are on. You'd be, you'd be having this conversation with your school, uh, you know, Early, early in the year now would be good <laughs> if you haven't already. Absolutely. Um, I think if the conversation hasn't been had already, I suggest that parents make an appointment as soon as possible to discuss these needs. If a child has already been receiving these accommodations, let me tell you, I think schools are pretty much on the ball and would have a lot of these accommodations in place already. They already would have earmarked that child as needing that extra support. So I think it's more to reassure the parents um, that these accommodations have been made, will be made, and that the child will be adequately supported during these important um, assessments. Thanks, Mary. And look, 
in terms of what um, what can parents do generally to prepare their year three child year five child there might be some you know different uh, different strategies for a first timer compared to with a child who's been through this before and you know in year five it's the second time round. so what things can parents do to assist their children to prepare for these exams or these tests look i think first of all parents need to reassure their child that the tests are only just one part of their school program. Look, remind them on the day that it's to simply try their best. It really isn't a pass or fail kind of assessment. Students and teachers, or teachers will actually make sure that students are familiar with the types of questions in the tests. And during the course of the year, they should be already providing adequate support and guidance in preparation for these exams. If parents feel that they would like to do a little bit more at home privately, they can go on the website and download some sample past papers and just familiarise the child with the format, the language in the questions, and discuss a little bit about the time constraints that each paper may have. It's probably a good idea if the parents want to use a sample paper as a bit of preparation to give the child a time limit to complete a paper, just as a simulation of what the actual assessment might be. This is to help the child work independently through the paper without asking questions or asking for help, because in the assessment itself, they won't be allowed to do that. So it's important that the child has adequate practice in sitting through a paper from beginning to end without getting up and asking questions and asking for some assistance. It's important that again, the child realizes that it's not a pass or fail test. It is just an activity that they need to do as part of their regular day-to-day -day schooling. Mary, that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I think that the, the, the information about adjustments and what's available and, and a process for exploring that with the school, I think you know some parents may not have received that information or didn't know that that was possible. So I think that you know those points are really valuable and uh, we really appreciate your time in, uh, in explaining that to us today. So Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? Please visit the VPC website, vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sidney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.